Emergencies, we are in a code yellow. Instrument landing system is down. Backup systems won't come up. Every system's dead. These guys shut us down. Attention all controllers, we have a code red alert. We just bought maybe two hours. After that, those planes low on fuel aren't gonna be circling. They're gonna be dropping on the White House lawn. I want every officer recalled and assembled in body armor with full weaponry in the motor pool in five minutes. It's time to kick it. Alan's what team's gone. Well, maybe they're just a little bit more creative than you think. Start looking for a new miracle. Who the hell is this? We don't need a loose cannon on this deck. You get the hell out of my office before I throw you out of my damn airport. You're the wrong guy in the wrong place at the wrong time. Story of my life. They say lightning doesn't strike twice. I spent Christmas last year. They were wrong. McLean, is this what you were expecting? Nah, this is just the beginning. Bruce Willis, Die Hard 2. Die Harder. The Daniel Jason Best Friends Forever Podcast. I'm joined by Jason Williams, who always hits his mic stand. Damn, you notice that? Oh, the mic definitely picked it up. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, and I'm joined by the Filipino Santa, Daniel. Is that what they called you in college? I, I never wish. exactly found why. <laughs> <laughs> so my family has asked me to be the Grinch on Christmas Day. Oh. Not Santa, the Grinch. <laughs> That's not... Is that a thing families do? Apparently I've it is now. never heard of that tradition. <laughs> they want kids to sit on my lap and... They want me to give them coal (laughs) and to get into character. I'm just going to be very hungover. (laughs) Just insult all the family members. (laughs) What do you want for Christmas? Legos? No, here's 20 bucks. (laughs) Here's $20 and an iTunes gift card. I remember being four. That's a good year. <laughs> I don't know what to do with this. All right, get off my lap. <laughs> What's that? You want a Barbie dollhouse? Well, here's $20 and an iTunes gift card. <laughs> I got these in bulk. Where do you get $20 in bulk? The bank, I guess. <laughs> How are you doing, Jason? I'm doing all right. It's the holidays. Yeah, it's the worst time of the year. The best time of the year. Nah. It's time for the annual Star Wars movie and... A movie Christmas that lights. we just watched it. 
yesterday at time of recording, and we can report that everyone on Earth is going to love this movie. <laughs> it is in no way controversial. <laughs> and I like to say thanks to Kathleen Kennedy. Kathleen... <laughs> Wow, did I just have a fucking stroke saying Kathleen Kennedy? I'd like to thank Kathleen Kennedy. It's a lot of K's. Uh, I'd like to thank her for sticking with George Lucas's vision because Jar Jar really was the key to all of this. <laughs> yep. At first I thought it was going to come out of nowhere. But they really placed hints in like the first two movies of this trilogy. And once you see him come out, super obvious that's where they were going anyway we have some dates <laughs> jason and i will be at enemy los angeles from january 8th to the 12th Woo! i'll be doing magic in the 21 and over lounge nice jason will be there probably partying and drinking yep maybe buying some art while hungover some posters yeah. Uh, watching an anime. Living in living in the Yaoi Lounge. <laughs> They've got such long fingers. <laughs> anyway, this at the, the weekend. Hentai Lounge. Well, this is the Yaoi Lounge, so kind of. You want to know where the Hentai Lounge is? No, that, I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> <laughs> we got any other dates well also i was gonna say at ala i will have a limited number of books for aria volume two. Oh, nice yeah when is that coming out a limited run on ala weekend from oh, okay. january 8th literally that's the the, okay <laughs> i thought i could get some early because i'm cool you're not gonna read it yeah well i read the last one what'd you think I liked it, actually. I'm a huge fan of Beck, cyberpunk, and noir, so it was kind of right up my alley. Cool. I can't wait to put that on the front cover. <laughs> this is the greatest comic book ever, even better than Watchmen. That's <laughs> not what I said. It's what you were thinking. Okay. <laughs> it is really good, though. Thank you. And Jason and I have a live show on February 8th in Manhattan Beach. Not Acceptable Lives, Valentine's Day show. Aww. Is it gonna be romantic? I guess. <laughs> don't lie to them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, I don't wanna, you know, spoil what the music motif is gonna be, but it rhymes with, anyway, here's Blunderwall. <laughs> Are we just having one song the entire time? Yep. Everything. But, in case that doesn't work, we have Burlesque from Sinister Burlesque, anime convention legend Jeffrey Clark, The Mentalism of Brett Marks, stand-up by Marquise Phillips, a live mini-episode of this podcast, and I'll be closing it out with some magic. Oh, that sounds like an awesome show. Yep. And what if I told you, tickets available now for $20, but if you join the Patreon, you can get discounted tickets. I would say, shut up, you fucking liar, that's too good to be true. I will, I will fucking end you. 
<laughs> anyway, here's Blunder. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, shit. <laughs> but, yeah, tickets uh, for ALA and the show in the episode description. Jason? Yeah? Die Hard. Die Hard? I don't yes. want to. <laughs> I'm going to die softly. Enunciate, but I've never even kissed the girl. <laughs> oh, nope, buddy. I know what you mean. Cause it's it's going to be a podcast tradition it is where Christmas we do time. die hard movies right before Christmas. Yeah, because strangely enough, this movie also takes place during Christmas. <laughs> I've got a confession to make, folks. I never I'm actually no seen... fool. <laughs> <laughs> I've got another. I mean... I've actually never seen Die Hard 2 before we watched it for this podcast. Um, I didn't realize that they all took place during Christmas. Yes. Well, actually, I don't know if Die I'm Hard I'm trying to remember else. if Die Hard 3 does, mm-hmm. but yep. I don't know if I've seen 3. Which one was the one where we flew a helicopter or a car into a helicopter? Was it 3 or 4? I think that was 4. Yeah, that was the last one I saw. Was that the one with Justin Long? Yeah. <laughs> That's four. <laughs> that one might not take place during Christmas, actually. And then his daughter is played by uh, Mary Elizabeth Winstead. What? Ramona Flowers. Really? Yes. I can't wait to watch that two Christmases from now. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, we're back on the second one. Yes. What are your, What are your opening thoughts about this movie? Um, it seals like the Force Awakens to the New Hope. Wow. But in like a good way. Like I actually enjoyed watching it. It was like, (laughs) it did feel a lot like Die Hard 1 (laughs) in certain ways. Like they sat in a writing room and they went through the script of Die Hard 1. And every time they reached a spot, like somebody said, how about instead of here, it's over here. Like, instead of a tower, it's an airport. We have to go into a tall skyscraper. How about that one? That one's garbage. (laughs) The garbage will do. And then you pan and it's Nakatomi Plaza. (laughs) (laughs) But overall, I kind of liked it. What'd you think of it? It seemed like they wanted to capture lightning in a bottle. Twice. Yeah. <laughs> so they did uh, what ultimately failed. Let's play it safe and just do the exact movie again. Wait, we're still talking about Die Hard 2 and not Force Awakens, right? Yes. Fuck you, Jason. <laughs> oh! <laughs> Star Wars Slam. <laughs> All the Kylo stands. <laughs> Please take down, Jason. <laughs> Don't at me. <laughs> also, here's some deodorant. <laughs> but it's like the Hangover 1 and the Hangover 2. Like, the details may be different, but the plot beats feel exactly the same. Yeah, that's it. That's it exactly, yeah. They're just like, cut out this paragraph, insert an alternate paragraph. Now it's, uh, what are they? Peruvian? No, they're American, aren't they? It's like it's like a Latin America dictator. Yeah. Anyway, let's just get into the plot. John McClane is in Washington, D.C. He's having a shitty old time because it's a diehard movie and it always starts with him getting kicked to the ground by the man. 
Yeah, so he's getting towed (laughs) at what is supposed to be DC, when in reality, it is definitely LAX. (laughs) (laughs) Look, DC's really far from our old studio, and all airports look the same, probably. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, the guy towing, towing him is like, sorry, once I read the ticket, I gotta do it. Oh, come on, man, I'm a cop. Okay, bye. (laughs) (laughs) And he's like complaining about his in-laws or something. What's happening there again? I think he has to pick up Holly and her mother. I think it was just Holly from the airport, right? Yeah, and I think take her to his in-laws. Yeah. Take her to her parents or something. He's like, come on, man. Gotta hang out with the in-laws this weekend. Let's cop the cop. Let's be cool. It's a good thing I'm not a cop. <laughs> See you later. <laughs> Go fuck yourself. Everybody hates my job. <laughs> so uh, John and Holly have a conversation, and this is the peak of technology because Holly is using a plane phone. <laughs> oh, that's right. <laughs> I didn't even know what the hell that was. I'm like, what is that? Why is that cell phone attached to that wall? <laughs> <laughs> shouldn't you shouldn't shouldn't you just be calling me from the ground it's the future john they have a phone on a plane <laughs> anyway i'll see you soon and then she turns and there's this old lady who's just like i don't trust any of these people on this plane so i have this taser okay oh, that i'm just gonna use out in the open <laughs> I don't know why I sound like an old prospect, but I guess I do. Forgot about that old lady. That was yeah. kind of weird. She's just like, I don't trust any of these people, so here's my taser. It's cool, huh? <laughs> it felt like a Key and Peele sketch, where Key and Peele were both on the opposite sides of this one guy, talking about how they're going to take down some terrorists if they ever show their face on that plane. But instead, it's one old lady with a taser. <laughs> Which, by the way, I feel like post 9-11, they would never have let her bring it on. This movie does not work post 9-11. <laughs> no, it doesn't. Lady, what is this? That's my taser. All right. Just don't tase anybody. Okay. Wait, what about this? My handgun? All right, just keep it unloaded. <laughs> What's this? Oh, this is one of those Star Trek things. <laughs> they were the Klingons use. Oh, yeah. I'm those not are... a fucking nerd or something, <laughs> son. Those two giant blade things. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're supposed to check that, but I guess we'll make an exception. <laughs> Merry Christmas, lady. <laughs> Oh, also on this flight is the news reporter guy who Holly punched in Die Hard 1. Oh, yeah. There was Die Hard callback. Begins. <laughs> that guy. I totally forgot what his role in that movie was. I get I, he was a jerk or something. No, it's that he found out who the McLeans were and then went to their house and threatened to call like immigration on the housekeeper. What? So he could, so he could interview her kids, their kids, and the kids are like, "What? My mom and dad are about to die. <laughs> I'm five. <laughs> yeah, but how does that make you feel? 
And also, do you think this will get me a Peabody? <laughs> it doesn't make me feel good. I don't think I have the maturity to handle these emotions. <laughs> well, if I could just have one thing for Christmas, Santa, please bring my parents home. Cool, cool. Santa isn't real and your parents are definitely dead by now. Um... <laughs> I'm gonna call immigration anyway. See ya! <laughs> but yeah, that guy's on the plane. Luckily, even if you haven't seen Die Hard 1, he kind of immediately, like, establishes himself as an asshole. Yes. He's just like, fuck that lady on that side of the plane. She's not allowed to get near me. She punched me. And McLean's wife is like, yeah, fuck that guy too. They clearly don't like each other. <laughs> Are you sure? <laughs> Maybe it's the, what's it called? Maybe it's the restraining order. Yeah, it is. It's a restraining order. I feel like she should have gotten a restraining order on him. Keep him away from her kids. Can you count a restraining order? I think I think so. Like, right? I don't, you can't fire me, I quit. You can't put a restraining order on me. <laughs> I put a restraining order on you. <laughs> I, I play restraining order. <laughs> Not so fast. I play reverse draw four. <laughs> Was that Yu-Gi-Oh or Uno? I don't fucking know. Is there a reverse draw four? <laughs> oh, yeah. Who fucking cares? <laughs> uh, anyway, we cut to a naked guy doing martial arts in front of a TV. Uh, in that uh, so classic that was... part of every story, the naked martial arts exposition scene. <laughs> <laughs> that was a uh, quite a transition <laughs> and uh apparently the u.s is moving a i think a central or southern america warlord to dc to interrogate um and this guy's just doing yeah, naked martial like, arts go on trial or something for yeah i think crimes. i think he's going on trial mm-hmm. <laughs> and there's you just a spy doing naked martial arts. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I don't have, like, the direct thing, but it totally had to end with, I hope nothing bad happens. It is Christmas Eve, after all. <laughs> <laughs> he just gives this evil smile while he's all super oiled up. He's just lathered in it. <laughs> 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 anyway uh john's waiting for the plane to land and he sees someone do a shady package trade-off what oh yeah again this scene. movie does not work in a post 9-11 world <laughs> yeah oh i forgot because he's like hey somebody did something suspicious over there and they're like nah i'm sure it's fine yeah like no you even sneeze wrong in lax and one of them's like the guy who gave him a ticket earlier or something and they're just like oh i have the guy who gave you a ticket earlier what do you want mclean and he's like yeah well i'll handle it myself don't worry about it yeah and uh yeah now guys be like you saw what do what now well, I think I saw something suspicious. Everybody get down! <laughs> John ends up following the guys to do the package trade-off. Or he follows the package. And they go behind, like, behind the outside public area. And John is just like, hey, I know you're, like, a custodian and don't have the authority to do this, but 
I'm a cop. Can you let me back there? <laughs> and the guy says yes. <laughs> Just quickly shows him his badge, which seems realistic, by the way, I guess. If you see a cop flash his badge at you, you're just like, I don't, are you even from a cop of this city? You know what? Never mind. Fuck it. I'll just let you in. I'm not getting paid enough for this shit. <laughs> <I don't> want... <laughs> anyway. By the way, the, that package transition, I just wanted to say, was like one of the most suspicious things I've ever seen. Yeah, there's like no subtlety with it. <laughs> they both, two grown men go to the same table. One of them with the box silently kicks it over to the other guy. They say nothing to each other. <laughs> look around in circles around the airport. <laughs> I think they have a newspaper or something, barely to hide it, but the other one just, like, grabs it and walks off. <laughs> <laughs> Ask him about the weather or something, man. Just so, try. <laughs> once we get back there, uh, I don't know what's in the package, but hypothetically, what if it was just a box full of dildos? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Open the box. <laughs> oh. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Well, you said yours was broken, and I know it's been a tough year, so Merry Christmas, man. Oh, thank you. <laughs> got you a couple lectures in there. Yeah, I got so I also like you know batteries help. <laughs> Brought to you by. Oh shit! I don't know any dildo. Sandpaper brands. horse cock dildo. <laughs> oh god. Ow. <laughs> sandpaperhorsecockdildo.com <laughs> a domain we now definitely have to buy <laughs> give them the gift they'll never forget even if they want to <laughs> so yeah the janitor just lets them back in there to go. and uh there's there is a shootout on conveyor belts full of people's luggages yeah they really don't want to look want him to look in that Suitcase of dildo. <laughs> He's like, I'm like, embarrassed. I'm not publicly out yet. <laughs> they didn't even try to do anything. Like, give an excuse. It's just like, are you, what are you guys pulling that lever for? Or like pressing some buttons or something. And they're like, oh, sorry, I can explain. Boom, boom, boom. <laughs> Was that Danny DeVito meme? And then I started blasting. <laughs> At least do like a, you know, like a, is this not where the bathroom is, or something like that? <laughs> <laughs> give, give him, give the old bluff check a try first. Look, <laughs> we're just looking for the ho ho glory hole, okay? <laughs> Obviously, we got turned around. <laughs> you can't blame us. This airport's confusing. <laughs> and then uh, we see the naked martial artist and. A bunch of other terrorists uh, head to an old church, and one of them looks very much like Donald Trump Jr. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> I'm not saying Donald Trump Jr. is a terrorist. Uh, I'm just saying this fictional character that looks like Donald <laughs> Trump Jr. is using domestic terrorism... <laughs> To terrify the people of Washington, D.C. <laughs> and is apparently fine with it. And thinks that he has no repercussions for his actions. <laughs> I'm not saying that. Therefore, it's not my political comment. <laughs> I will say. But if I was saying that. 
<laughs> Alright, say so let me go put away the bat. <laughs> but if I was saying that, uh Go fuck yourself. <laughs> but you aren't, so you don't have yeah, to say I'm that. I'm not. <laughs> I will say it, that's OJ logic, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm not if saying I, I killed them, but if I did, here's the exact techniques and escape routes that I would use. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus juice <laughs> Have some tech man You couldn't just like open like I don't know like a cupcake shop Or yeah. some shit <laughs> You couldn't lay low Start a YouTube channel something He's on Twitter God. He's damn. on Twitter <sighs> And you know what that video ends with him saying what? His like intro video hmm. A lot of people have been saying a lot of things about me It's about time I get even. Oh my god, really? Oh, wow, that is just... He's just putting it in our faces now. <laughs> Oh my god, OJ, relax, yeah. Jesus. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I will say in a totally not politically way, and just from appearance's sake, I don't think this is the only, like, 80s or early 90s movie that Donald Trump Jr. looks exactly like the villain. <laughs> he just has that look. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we should probably do a side-by-side -side of him and the guy that plays King Koopa in Super Mario Brothers, right? <laughs> yep. We're going to pause and do this right now. So it's not a political comment, but King Koopa, if it was a political comment, King Koopa does not look like Donald Trump Jr. He looks like Donald Trump. <laughs> like, the point where it's kind of weird and freaky. <laughs> so what were we talking about before? Anyway, we those domestic terrorists, <laughs> the greatest tangent in the history of this podcast, uh, they go to an old church that is run by like one guy and it looks besheveled. And the old guy is just like, yeah, nobody takes care of this church except me. Like, a part of me is dying with this church. Oh, God, yeah. And which the terrorists are just like, ooh, a little on the nose, right? That'd be weird. We probably shouldn't. Okay. But we gotta. <laughs> and he kills them. Oh, yeah. Or they kill him. Yeah, the, the and little old church man doesn't go and kill all the terrorists. <laughs> they just straight up shoot him. That was a great segue, though. <laughs> it was. That old church guy had great timing. <laughs> <laughs> that poor guy. Uh, the just domestic... me in this church. I got no family that would miss me. Nobody's gonna visit this place over Christmas Eve. It's... Nope. Ever since, ever since the big super church opened up, all these mom and pop churches are going out of business. Uh, probably be days before they found me. I'm a Lyft driver. <laughs> Do you know how it feels to be a man of God and then drive a Prius around to pick up drunk college students and senators? <laughs> Should we just uh, end his misery? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, they start moving a bunch of fancy tech into uh, into the church. Yeah, it's kind of crazy. They have a shitload of computers and like radar and stuff. I mean, they're like 
eighties and nineties computers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they all look like <laughs> super early Mac. I feel like all of this could have been done with like an iPhone ten. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and like thirty dollars worth of accessories. Yeah. <laughs> like one satellite dish and like one cable and then an iPhone ten and maybe a charger. <laughs> that one guy make it to them which one guy so one of them survived or was it more than one mclean shot only one of the guys at the airport oh yeah one of the guys uh yeah he makes it back to the church and he's like oh yeah one of us died but we still got the job done and then he doesn't he like shoot him or something or does he no he, he gets close to shooting him yeah <laughs> that's right yeah which, oh, thank God they did that. Because one of my least favorite tropes in movies is when the like, head bad guy turns to one of his minions and is like, and the minion guy is like, I won't fail you again, I promise. And the main bad guy is like, that's right, you do promise because you won't get the chance to fail me again. And he just shoots him. But imagine if he missed. <laughs> did you just try to shoot me? Uh... No. <laughs> that was my warning shot. There are bears in this area. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we meet the real antagonist of this movie. Yep, it's not the terrorists. It's the head of airport police. Oh, that's right. Oh, like, what are you talking about? We just met him, like. With the naked, oiled-up martial arts exposition scene. But no, you're correct. Because that chief of police or chief of airport police or whatever he is, he's an asshole. <laughs> yeah, he's just an asshole. He refuses to acknowledge that something bad might be happening. <laughs> and, like, at first it's reasonable. Like, hey, man, you don't have jurisdiction in D.C. You're known for being a hothead. Yeah, he's kind of in his face about it. He's and... Like, Let's be honest, you're being a real dick right now. I'll handle it on my own. And, uh, except it escalates from there. In which John McClane gives a more iconic line than Yippee-Kaye, motherfucker. Oh, oh, that beautiful... Okay, yeah. Let me ask you something. What sets off the metal detectors first? The lead in your ass or the shit in your brain? (laughs) Oh my god. I forgot how bad that line is. Oh my god. It doesn't even make any sense. Oh, a hero. <laughs> it's one of those lines where I'm like, oh, that sounds kind of cool. And like half a millisecond later, I'm like, wait, what do you say? <laughs> Does shit set off metal detectors? What is he talking about? <laughs> well, let me ask you something, Jason. What yeah. sets off metal detectors first? <laughs> our, bull- our bullshit podcast or the shit in your brain i <laughs> do either of those set off metal detectors <laughs> i like maybe lead does lead probably might yeah but shit in your brain <laughs> that doesn't what ah <laughs> uh, i guess that's what happens when you improvise your lines <laughs> oh shit did he improv that no i don't think he did i'm just <laughs> He sounds like he did though. <laughs> Walks away later. Nailed it. Is in the shower. I mean, like, at that point, <laughs> at that point, gibberish would be cooler. Yeah. Hey, let me ask you something. Blip blorp zip blop. 
or Ding Dong Ziplork. <laughs> that McLean is a hothead. <laughs> Give me so, the chief of airport police. Oh, wait, it's me? Got it. Someone needs to get rid of that guy's badge. He's a loose cannon. <laughs> Obviously, the answer is the lead in your pants, right? <laughs> The lead in your ass. I'm Justin. sorry, the lead in your ass. Oh god, I'm sorry, I messed up his legendary, iconic line. How dare you? <laughs> okay, now I'm curious. <laughs> oh man, are we googling it? You're not gonna find it. You're not gonna find out. Just let set off metal detectors. Oh shit. <laughs> oh, they do work on modern metal detectors. Huh. Okay, so yes, the answer is letting your ass. <laughs> God damn it, John McClane. I I didn't even have to Google it to know the answer. <laughs> While they're carrying the uh, dead body that John shot, he's able to sneakily get fingerprints, and then he faxes them to Al Powell. Who? The cop from Die Hard 1. Al Powell? Yeah. Al Al Powell. He's an owl? No. It's Al Powell. Isn't he's our pal? I guess he's pretty cool. I think I made the same joke last time. Yes, we did. Anyways, that owl's back. Why did he like what is Mr. It? Powell? How many fingerprints does it take to take down domestic terrorists on Christmas Eve? Let me check. One, two, three, four, yeah, five. We're going to cross-reference these in the database. <laughs> Eddie, like, has to fax him back, and John McClane's getting help from the lady next to him, because along with airphones, faxes are the newest technology. <laughs> And, like, the lady working the desk is like, so, uh, you want to get out of here? No, sorry, I'm married. Oh. Well, I have this luggage, right? <laughs> I just found it in the back. It doesn't even belong to anybody. I could, I could use some help with it? Why does everyone want to fuck John McClane in this movie, Jason? I don't know. It's so random. <laughs> He's just a random guy you're helping with his fax machine. I guess he sounds kind of authoritative on the phone, but... You should move closer to the mic. Oh, yeah. Or you should move the mic closer to you. I'll do both. All right. So what does he find out from the fingerprints? Uh, that the guy apparently died two years ago. And that I, I, yeah, he died two years ago. Oh, yeah, these guys are already dead. Yeah. Or so at least that, the guy he shot over them. So they can't be traced. And uh, the like airport manager ends up talking to. I think the they're also airport. like former army or something. Right? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> former military. Like special forces or something. And uh, the airport manager talks to John and the airport. The airport cop. And his name is Mr. Trudeau. Yeah, I, re- I actually wrote that down. I was like, well, what? <laughs> Prime Minister of Canada? <laughs> Look, 
this is getting very serious very quickly. I think we should take Mr. McLean's information, uh, you know, verify it first and go through with it. Um, this report gets really busy, so let's try and wrap this up. I have to do blackface in like 90 <laughs> minutes. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I read that wrong. Uh, brown face in like 90 minutes. <laughs> it's for a Christmas party. That doesn't make it any better, sir. <laughs> and right as he says that, uh, all of the runways get shut down and a signal gets jammed. So all of the planes flying to DC just have to circle above. Okay, yeah. The, their plan here, the terrorist plan, is actually pretty cool, in my opinion. Um, I guess Die Hard tends to have pretty cool terrorist plans. Die Hard 1 had a cool terrorist plan, too. This one, is like, requires a crazy amount of technology, but isn't, like, I don't think super out there for the time. Yeah, so <laughs> the plan is to shut down the airport, but only allow the dictator guy or general to land and then make sure he's safe. And they all turn to John and they're like, is this like anything you've ever experienced? No. It's just the beginning. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, they're holding all the other planes hostage because they can't talk to the, what's it called? Ground? Yeah. Patrol. Ground patrol? <laughs> no, sorry. <laughs> Ground station. Air, for, air traffic controllers. That was those guys. They can only talk to the terrorists. Ground control. <laughs> and it's like super foggy. The Holly McLean. <laughs> so they can't really land without the air traffic controllers. Ground control to Miss McLean. Ground control to that old lady what with the terrorists. off the metal detectors to letter your brains. <laughs> And that, that Mr. Trudeau guy. This is ground control <laughs> to Miss McLean. <laughs> he, like, sends some message to everybody. I forgot what the exact speech is, but it's just like... Hey, guys. It's, it's, air, it's, air, it's air traffic control. You know that time in your high school when someone <laughs> took a shit in the water fountain? Yeah, someone basically did that with all the runways, so <laughs> you're going to have to circle above for a few minutes. <laughs> That's right. It's basically that. And they're like, okay, I guess if you say so, sir. And they're like, Again, keep this, this movie does not work in a post-9-11 world. <laughs> I guess we'll just keep circling. And he just ends the message with, yep, we'll tell you when you can land. God bless. Which, by the way, I feel like in a movie or in real life is one of like the most ominous ways to send up a message. What? <laughs> He's like, yeah, just keep circling. God bless. And if I was a pilot, I would have been like, God bless. Wait, are we going to die? <laughs> Why well, did you say it that way? <laughs> let, me, let me tell you something. Uh, I was getting coffee at the coffee shop I go to. And I'm fr I, like, I know the baristas, like, you know, we're like, Casual conversation, people, friends. And there was like 20 people behind me, and I said, All right, well, Godspeed. And she gave me a look up. Thank you so much. <laughs> this is crazy. <laughs> he just saluted her as he What went am off. I doing here? <laughs> Get me out of so here. So I guess if you end something with God bless or Godspeed, it makes it like 
a hundred times more serious. Yeah, it's just suddenly the drama is doubled. <laughs> but Jason, can I ask you? Can I ask you the real question about this? Um, what sets off the metal detectors first? <laughs> Me saying "God bless" or the shit in your and the shit in your brain. <laughs> <laughs> what does a metal app detector have to do with either of those? <laughs> Damn it, John McClain, the line doesn't work. <laughs> oh yeah, one other thing I like about this movie is when they're like talking about how like maybe we can hack them back or something like that. We would need to go to this antenna on the opposite side of the airport. Yeah. Alright, I'm on it. <laughs> if it was like I don't know, a modern, like, DC show. I'm saying this because, like, every single, like, CW DC show has some computer expert. They'd be like, we could hack into it in two minutes. <laughs> I got this. Or they'd be like, we could hack into it in 30 minutes. You've got five. Uh, that's oh. not how it works. <laughs> like, the time, the program needs time to compile, and, like, we have to try a bunch of different combinations, and... I don't know, we might get lucky. You know I do have to render this thing, right? <laughs> you do know rendering is the worst fucking part about computers. <laughs> anyway, on his way to the antenna, John has a shootout uh, with Robert Patrick. Oh, yeah. The liquid Terminator. <laughs> From Terminator 2. <laughs> I thought he looked familiar. And when you pointed him out, I was like, ah, he's a bad guy again. <laughs> he's got that face. That was a pretty cool shootout scene. Had some good action. Yeah. And even then, the antenna still explodes. Um. Oh, right. I <laughs> forgot about that. Everybody dies. Except for what? The one scientist guy? Who is that? Oh, he's like the, uh, he's like the transmission expert. Yeah. <laughs> You know that job that every airport has. <laughs> so it's like the transmission expert, some like guys from like the National Guard or military or something that are in here to help them, like a squad of them or something like that. Yeah, and John picks up the enemy walkie-talkie, but it's encoded. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that that's when I was like appreciated the hack thing because they were like it's got a million combinations. Um all right, let's try. One 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 one. One 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 two. <laughs> They'll all be out all the planes will be out of fuel before you crack this. Have some faith, man. One 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 three. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Try this. Six nine six nine four twenty. It's unlocked. <laughs> <laughs> anyway uh as retaliation the terrorists like talk to a plane and what 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 airline was it was that a known airline it was a it was windsor airlines <laughs> windsor airlines yes was it yes. oh like the castle and they're <laughs> and apparently the terrorists was like yeah hey just so you know uh, you're you're free to land. So go ahead and land. The pilot's like, oh, thank God, we we're like about to run out of fuel. Everybody, guess what? We're going home for Christmas. <laughs> but they changed the parameters of the landing stuff. 
So they lose about like 500 feet. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) And everybody in the air traffic like control tower just has to watch in horror because they can't the their transmission is intercepted and they can't talk to the plane to tell them no the ground's too close stop stop and it just explodes it's crazy i thought he was for sure he was going to save that plane actually nope at least holly wasn't on it yeah that's the only thing that matters <laughs> yep <laughs> Screw it, the was, rest it was just extras. it was just the queen of england <laughs> <laughs> 16,000 fabergé eggs <laughs> <laughs> and two suitcases filled with dildos and vibrators. <laughs> yeah. You're free to land. Oh, thank God. Okay, Majesty, you and your dildos and vibrators and those 50 boxes of charity money we brought, <laughs> we're all going home. <laughs> uh, um, anyway, John ends up getting an enemy radio that's decoded from Marvin the Janitor. How does he get there? I don't know. I totally missed that part of the movie. It's like a super important plot point because it's the key to the rest of the movie. <laughs> that That's how forgettable this movie is. Yeah, it really is. <laughs> We're doing a too long, didn't read version of it. Yeah. And we cannot remember how Marvin gets the radio. <laughs> So, what, does he use that to find the church? I forgot what happens next. Uh, anyway, so the, like, general, terrorist general, general, uh, <laughs> he ends up landing, and... <laughs> not in the explosive plane. Not in the exploding plane, another plane. Yeah. And while By the way, John... that exploding plane, that was an awesome effect. Yeah. It was, like, filled with, like, 50 sticks of dynamite or something. Oh, God. <laughs> Like the second it touched the ground is again this movie does not work in a post 9-11 world especially when the reporter guy on the plane just has a ham radio yeah like someone had a ham radio on the plane and the guy uses the plane phone to call the news station which causes a panic because everyone in the airport needs to evacuate because they're watching TVs like uh, anyway, terrorists have taken over this airport. Wait a second. <laughs> it's that airport. <laughs> <laughs> so I feel like people would get trampled to death very quickly. Oh, yeah. People definitely died in that scene. They didn't show anybody dead. <laughs> but logically, some people died because of that reporter basically reporting and being like, Everybody in this airport, there's a terrorist situation. <laughs> Wait, I think we're getting ahead of ourselves because uh, yeah. John confronts the general uh, and then he gets locked in the cockpit where people just start throwing grenades into the cockpit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we missed the scene at the church, though. I, I thought this happens first. Oh, wait, I think you're right because they yeah, rescue this the happens general first. from the plane. Yeah, that's right. So they throw grenades in the cockpit where John is, but there are movie grenades where their timing is ambiguous. Oh, yeah. So John is able to eject himself from an ejection seat, and the explosion happens beneath him. <laughs> and I don't know if you know this, Jason, there's no such thing as shrapnel <laughs> in the Die Hard cinematic universe. Oh, thank God, because I feel like he would have gotten shredded to bits. <laughs> And or if they like had like a cook time of like 
more than 30 seconds or something or less than 30 seconds because <laughs> those grenades were in that cockpit for a while <laughs> but luckily they did have like a quick time of like two minutes and luckily <laughs> there is no such thing as shrapnel <laughs> anyway uh like the marines show up and the code guys like i think it's coming from this church by the way, the whole time this movie is happening, the airport cop is like, I don't trust you, you piece of shit. <laughs> yeah. I mean, sure, you have experience with terrorists on Christmas, and I'm an airport cop. <laughs> sure, you were right about these specific terrorists. But get the fucking line, McLean. <laughs> it's so bizarre. <laughs> it did remind me of that scene in Fillmore. Because we did film a Fillmore, or we did record a Fillmore episode. Oh yeah, it's a Patreon exclusive. So check Join that the out. Join Patreon. Yeah. And just like... <laughs> the chief just being like... Like he would have taken McLean's badge if he couldn't. Luckily McLean wasn't even in this jurisdiction. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, they all... John gets to a church, and it turns out, secretly, the terrorists and the marines... We're working together. Oh my god, what? But that Marine was so cool. Whoever yeah. that guy was. He looked familiar. I he think did he look familiar. Movies. Was he in Predator or something? I don't know. But I've, I've seen the head guy before. It's a double cross. And the airport cop is like, Shut the fuck up, McLean! And McLean takes out a, like an assault rifle and just starts spraying the guy. <laughs> oh yeah, that was crazy. <laughs> and the guy's like, I'm still alive. And McLean's like, yeah, they're blanks. <laughs> Wait, so the military guys were only pretending to fight the terrorists? That's what I'm saying! I don't know, I don't trust you, McLean. God damn it! <laughs> and then at that point, the reporter guy calls the airport and like, hey, uh, no, calls the news station. Hey, uh, they're terrorists at this airport? <laughs> and 50 people get trampled to death. <laughs> this guy's banging. Several more, several more severely injured. <laughs> Causes an international incident. <laughs> uh, John is able to make it to the runway where he jumps on the plane from a helicopter of a news crew. <laughs> oh that's right because they're bringing in because the terrorists their their demands are to put they want what do they want money or something no uh, they want they money want they want money they want a plane that they could escape in and also anywhere from three to five briefcases full of vibrators and dildos <laughs> we had one and we lost it and you guys are gonna make up for it we want three <laughs> to five more <laughs> any particular brands <laughs> We'll send you our list. <laughs> you ever seen Watchmen on HBO? <laughs> um, so he's on the wing of the plane after jumping out of a helicopter. <laughs> and he doesn't die. Yeah. Uh, that annoying reporter lady actually comes in handy. Oh, shit. We didn't mention the annoying reporter lady. Oh, yeah. There's like this a really is this whole movie. Daniel and Jason poorly explained <laughs> I Heart too. There's so many plot threads that... But seriously, that's how forgettable this movie is. Yeah, I mean, every plot thread generally comes back, but until they come back, they're kind. Of, a lot of them are boring. Like the shootouts between John McClane and terrorists are all really cool. Um, but like, there's this weird subplot of this reporter lady 
like constantly following John McClane around or one of the terrorists around or like and here's the thing we watched this movie like last week yeah too. <laughs> and just... we made sure to take a lot of notes and I reviewed the movie like a few hours before you got here <laughs> it's just that forgettable it, it, yeah this uh, lady, John like, tries to break in the air traffic control tower and it's just like I want an interview. Tell me what's happened. And they're like, lady, we're dealing with terrorists right now. <laughs> Hundreds of lives are on the line. But will it get me a Peabody? <laughs> I'm jealous of that guy who harassed those kids in LA. <laughs> so I'm going to harass you guys while you're doing your job. <laughs> I can't wait for the press briefing after. <laughs> uh, John is able to like expose a fuel line off the plane. And then he throws a Zippo on the fuel, Does he and give, the plane explodes. Uh, Yippee-ki-yay, motherfucker, or something. I think he, he like, does. Throws the he lighter does. on the f- trail of fuel. Yep. Luckily, that plane is also full of like a huge <laughs> amount of explosives. <laughs> it doesn't and, uh, just blow up like the wing or the bottom part. It's nope. Like, it's the whole plane. The whole thing is just. <laughs> And uh, uh, all the a... other planes are able to use the burning plane as, like, a reference so they can land. <laughs> I think that's how that works. Oh, phew. We have access to sort of a different form of, like, those lights through the use of, through the form of uh, this flaming pile of wreckage. <laughs> Mommy, is that corpses? Uh... <laughs> Well, let me ask. Let me ask you something, Sally. <laughs> What's what sets off the metal detectors first? The amount of therapy you're gonna need for the rest of your life, or the shit in your brain? <laughs> uh, Holly is okay, um, and the airport cop is brothers with the guy who towed John in the beginning of the movie. And the airport cop is like, he gave you a ticket? And he rips the ticket up. Merry Christmas! Oh, what a happy ending. That's how the movie ends. Except for the fact, like, wait, no! That's that's not a Merry Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> like, if you had just followed my lead and instructions, like, <laughs> hundreds of people would still be alive. <laughs> but, and, like, uh... I could have been nicer about it, but, like, you dicking around... That was a plane full of people <laughs> doing an international flight. So that's at least like not like six to eight hundred people, right? Yeah. <laughs> if Plus not more. The security guards who died in like the shootout with the terrorists. Yeah, and, and then like... all the people who got trampled. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. The f- what the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> Fine, John McClane, but I did just save you like hundred hundred fifty bucks. <laughs> so we're even. Jason, this movie is extremely forgettable. <laughs> it's more forgettable than Paul. Yeah. And holy fuck, that is saying something. Oh, God, it is. It's got a lot of the Die Hard 1 tropes. Like, I guess they weren't really tropes in the second one, but they use a lot of the same things of like, I'm stuck in a place. I'm facing some terrorists. Uh, it's just me versus everybody else, except I also have them team of military national guard guys and an airport full of security like although they did start it's like a slight escalation like you could sort of see it starting to escalate to where it's going to be in die hard 4 because it's not there yet but he is doing like 
in like the first Die Hard, he's roaming around air ducts with like a, a pistol. zippo and a pistol. Yeah, and like bare feet. And in this one, he's like jumping off of helicopters, <laughs> having jet ski fight fights, like, um, like a bunch of crazy shit like that. <laughs> he's not quite like the superhero he's gonna be in Die Hard Four. But it's like a little bit of an escalation. I honestly feel like the comparison to The Hangover 2 is the best way to describe this movie. I haven't seen Hangover 2 yet. It's literally The Hangover 1 with some slight details changed. Do they solve an animal like randomly in their hotel room? Yes. Is it- it's a monkey. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's Crystal the monkey. The monkey actress who's also Annie's boobs on Community. Really? Yes. Oh, that's cool. So Ken Chong has a long history <laughs> with Crystal the monkey. That's hilarious. <laughs> I, it sounds like it would be like that. Or they're like, instead of a tiger, let's have a monkey. Yeah, <laughs> and literally the twist is basically solved in the exact same way. Uh, they have to go back to the beginning. Yeah. Hey, you just spoiled Hangover Two for me. <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> no, nah, I don't care. So, I guess well, spoiler alert. For... I still can't believe that the last frame of the Hangover Two is Jar Jar walking towards a binary sunset. <laughs> 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 wearing a shirt that says your Snoke theory is wrong. <laughs> yeah. It's a little weird, but it makes sense if you see the rest of the movie. They tie it all together. <laughs> Would you recommend watching this movie? Huh. Um, no, right? I mean, I the answer would probably is obviously just say no. you could just watch Die Hard 1 again. Exactly! <laughs> Die Hard 1 is just a better version of this movie. <laughs> it's less convoluted. It has, like, way more iconic characters in it. In my opinion, the writing is better, even though they were both written by the same person. Yeah. If you're looking for, like, that every man faces a group of people that can outgun him, Die Hard 1 does it better. If you're looking for, like... Something to put you to sleep after you've had eggnog and Ambien. This is definitely it. <laughs> yup. I will say, uh, this also started the trend uh, being based on something completely different. Because you, have you heard about how like it's based off like a novel? Yeah, it is. It's like not even, wasn't originally written for John McClane. Yeah, it was, for, it was for Arnold, right? I forget who. Yeah, yeah some it was other a guy. sequel to Commando. And they just like were like, we could turn this into a diehard movie. <laughs> they took the novel, changed out the guy's main character's name, yeah. added like you know some ties to the first movie. Oh no, the original was meant to be an Arnold movie. Okay, maybe that was it. Yeah, we covered that last year. Yeah, this one was based off uh... another novel. <laughs> yeah, a novel about terrorists who take over an airport and. And the guy tried to sell it in Hollywood, and they took it and were like... And let me say this, Die Hard 2 takes a lot of liberties from the source material of Super Fudge. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Starting with, it is not super, and there is no fudge. Except for the shit in your brain. (laughs) We can work with this, but we're going to change out the Super Fudge, and we're going to add in a lot more Bruce Willis. (laughs) Do I still get paid for the script? Yeah. All right. Do what you want. (laughs) 
What do you think the budget for this movie? My was? one request is you keep the line about the, the metal <laughs> detector and the shit for brains. All right, fine. Release the super fudge cut. <laughs> I'm sorry. What was your question? Uh, what do you think the budget for this movie was? Is this in? late 80s dollars early 90s dollars whenever this movie came out uh i think this came out in 1990 <laughs> let me do a quick check 1990 yeah it uh, came out in 1990 all right uh $1990 was a million a lot back then i don't know uh let me do a quick conversion really quick all right jason what do you think the budget for this movie was in 1990? The budget? Yes. Um, I'm trying to think of what a lot of money was back then. Because I'm trying to think of if they blew up two you, planes for this you movie. You also tend to lowball figures. That's true. Did they blow up planes for this movie? Were those models? It would cost a lot to blow up planes. I'm going to say... And they also had... Was Bruce Willis popular at the time? I mean, yeah. Because of Die Hard. Yeah. Uh, $15 million. 15? Is that high? No. That's low? Yes. Okay, I thought money was weird in the 1990s. So (laughs) I might be under... I might be overestimating how much um, inflation is. Uh, $20 million. No. $25 million? 70 million dollars oh wow i was really low on it <laughs> whoops <laughs> adjusted for inflation that's over 135 million dollars really yes. what for what is it the planes they blew up <laughs> what did they spend all that money on it all it took was, place it, was, it all t- all the money in the budget went towards bruce willis <laughs> and suitcases full of dildos and vibrators <laughs> all right we got these are the ones that are going to be used in the movie these are our backup suitcases of tildos and vibrators <laughs> and uh do you know the you know grips they have to make sure like the lights you know don't kill anyone yeah uh, we also need grips for our suitcases <laughs> of vibrators and dildos yeah every suitcase when you just need somebody whose job it is to stand next to it and make sure nobody trips over it <laughs> accidentally impales himself <laughs> so how much did it make uh what do you think the domestic gross was um i'm guessing it was more than the budget it had to make money because they made a diehard three so um 130 million dollars you highballed it oh it's 117 Point five million dollars. Oh, that wasn't too far. Nice. <laughs> Adjusted for inflation. Good job, diehard. That's two hundred and twenty-nine million dollars. Dang, that feels like a lot. And what do you think the worldwide gross was? Um, hmm, I don't know. We didn't have access to China at that time, did we? Or they probably didn't watch as many of our movies. One hundred and. $50 million. No. Am I too high? You're lowballing it. Oh. $175 million. No. 
$200 million. Final answer? Yes. $240 million. Wow. Whoa. <laughs> Adjusted for inflation? That's $465 million. Dang. That's I, we made a lot of money. I hate this movie. <laughs> How? This is not a good movie. How did it make that much? This shit is lazy. Yeah. <laughs> it's almost like we had to appease fans of the original. And we didn't really want to take any risks. Uh, because the fans already don't like taking risks, even though they say they want something different. So let's play this as safe as possible. Um, and in the end, you get an inferior product that, uh, pisses everyone off and which is really upsetting. Um, I'm sorry. What movie is this? <laughs> yeah, I was about to say. <laughs> what movie? Are we still talking about Die Hard? Or <laughs> uh, yeah, I would not recommend this movie. Watch the original Die Hard. I'm so sorry we wasted more than an hour of your life. <laughs> yeah, if you want to watch some guy be a superhero against terrorists, watch like Fast and the Furious or something like that. If you want to watch an everyman fight well, against the odds, watch the first Die Hard. There's just better movies than do this kind of thing oh we have one piece of trivia black and decker paid to have its cordless drill uh featured in scenes with bruce willis oh my god (laughs) but the scenes were cut oh what did they get their money back (laughs) they had a lawsuit and it was the first ever product placement lawsuit ever in film. Wow. And they settled uh, for $150,000 <laughs> with 1990s inflation is $17 billion. <laughs> so, uh, that poor drill. I just want to say, uh, it's been. A crazy fucking year. Yeah. Because this is the last episode in this decade. You're right. Oh, my God. This is scaring me. Oh, it's a new decade. Um, I'm going to be faint. <laughs> it's It's been crazy, man. It's been and, uh, crazy. And the fact, the fact we've been doing this for a year and a half, is, is it awesome? Because apparently most podcasts live or die by episode 15. That is weird. How did we do that? I have no idea. <laughs> but I, I'm I'm very grateful that we get to hang out and talk about movies that are awful, like Die Hard 2. Yeah. Unlike yeah. our movies that are super amazing, like Paul. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes. I almost cut it out. <laughs> the, go- the golden days of this podcast uh, when we were a Paulcast. I missed the Paulcast. <laughs> um... But yeah, it's thanks been... thanks for doing this podcast with me, man. Yeah, thanks for hosting and letting me do it with you. Uh, you've you've fun. given me the greatest gift of all. Um, a Nintendo Switch <laughs> with four pro controllers, Breath of the Wild, and Smash. <laughs> and failure to do so will mean we're no longer best friends. And this podcast will be the very last episode. Good thing I'm getting that. By the way, completely unrelated question. Yeah. Um, 
this switch that I'm definitely getting you, and it's definitely an actual switch. Yes. Um, if it were to be made out of like, let's say, cardboard with Sharpie drawn on it, that wouldn't like be the same thing, right? It would not. All right, just making sure. Purely hypothetical. <laughs> do you have a, Do you have anything you want to plug? Um, not at the moment. I've been busy with a lot of stuff. I do want to get back to Thought Cauldron and work on the projects I said I was going to work on for that, but it's been a busy month or two maybe maybe the rest of these holidays maybe 2020 maybe i'll make a resolution oh, what about you uh outlaw is judging you for saying maybe i'll make a resolution okay oh, yeah, you God. literally shit right when you said that <laughs> right. so i think that's a good omen it's like the most basic end of the year phrase ever Oh, I'm definitely going to do this thing. <laughs> uh, I'm on Facebook. I'm on Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube at DHP Gastelum, G-A-S-T-E-L-U-M, as in Mary. Stop by DHPGastelum.com. Mondays, we update with podcasts. Wednesdays and Fridays with comics. Hey, thanks for listening. If you like the podcast and you want to help us out, give us a rating and review on iTunes. It really helps us uh, get found so much easier. And if you really like the show, consider sponsoring us on Patreon. You'll get early podcasts, early comics, a discounted store, discounted tickets. And uh, we'll be releasing what Jason and I did at the live show on Christmas Day. We are? Yeah. Yay! I'm like finalizing the video now. It's a good show. I liked it. Any 2020 New Year's resolutions? I'm going to do something practical. Uh, something achievable? Yeah. I'm going to figure out one of life's most intense and oldest questions. What sets off the metal detectors <laughs> first? <laughs> the lead in my ass? Or the shit in my